Welcome to the C2C Podcast. I am your host, Derek Anderson. After holding my first event in 2010, I went on to create Startup Grind, a 400-chapter community based in over 100 countries. Along the way, I discovered the greatest marketing tool of all time, your customers. Yet, I couldn't find anyone sharing how to build a community where people could experience your brand in person or at scale. On this show, we talk with the brightest minds and companies on the planet about how to build customer-to-customer marketing strategies and create in-person experiences for your brand and customers before your competitor does. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the C2C Podcast. This is John Fry from the Bevy team. And today we're talking to Mustafa Khan, who is currently the head of community and events over at Plato. And Plato is a company that helps developing tech managers become better leaders. On today's episode, we touched on something we hadn't really touched on before, which is user research. We talked about both the user research that went into the product that, of course, ties back into the community and the research that was done on the community itself, making the online community better, making the community events better and so, so much more. So without further ado, please enjoy the show. Mustafa, tell us about what Plato does and tell us about what community means uh, at Plato. So Plato is a mentorship platform at its core, and we help engineering managers and product managers become better leaders by connecting them to a mentor. And we have two parts to our community. So there's the members who are managers who want to develop their soft skills and mentors who are experienced managers. And I would say the people in our community all have a shared value of wanting to become better leaders. And our community lives in the digital world and in the real world. So for example, in the digital sphere, we have group mentorship calls, which we call tracks, where you meet with the same group over the course of many weeks. And then in the real world, we host events where attendees can hear from people who lead engineering and product teams and hear about the insights they've gained, the mistakes they've made, and the lessons they've learned. Awesome. And how did the community start? Was it there from the beginning? Was it sort of added in later? How how did it kick off? Sure. So the digital community was formed when our founders, Kwong and JB, realized that a lot of managers really want to improve their people management skills. And yet most managers don't have a coach or a mentor. When in fact, any good athlete, for example, has a coach. The digital community started really when we realized that there's managers out there who want to become better leaders, and then there's experienced managers who want to give back and really support the next wave of tech leaders. And so Plato started out as a product, as a platform to solve that problem. And then we started throwing events in the real world, and that has become an important part of what we do because when we talk to managers, the tech managers across the country, many of them feel like they are not part of a community when they really want to connect with and talk to like-minded people who are sharing the same management challenges. What do you, I mean, the digital versus the in real life piece, how do you sort of separate the value proposition with those two different communities? Like, how do you, how do you look at, Hey, is it clear? Like the digital side does this for us and the in real life side does this for us, or is it sort of, is the water muddy or how do you, how do you look at those two? Yeah. So in the digital community, our members and mentors, they'll have one-on-one video calls, group video calls, and even large webinars led by executive level leaders at various tech companies. And the digital interactions and calls, they deal with different topics like how to scale your team, how to build a great engineering culture, even how to give good constructive feedback. And we're always grateful when a member messages messages us and says, 
hey, I learned so much from a mentor. And this one conversation helped me navigate a really tough you know, situation, really tough management situation. And then in the real world, we host events in the US and in Europe where existing members and new members gather to ask questions to some of the best tech leaders in their respective city and even have breakout sessions where they can have structured conversations with their peers about different management topics. And how do you activate your digital into the real life side? What do you all do to, to bring them over and get them meeting in person? Yeah, there's so many you know, marketing and promotional tactics, but I think the first step is really doing you know, user research, really understanding what is going to get your digital community excited enough to attend a real world event. And through interviewing a lot of them, we learned that they want to hear from engineering and product leaders at high growth startups. Plus, our members want to network with other managers in a structured way. So we spend a lot of time you know, finding great speakers, finding great breakout facilitators, many of which come from our, our mentor network. And then, you know, we use email, Slack, meetup.com. We collaborate with various community and promotional partners to spread the word about our events. Yeah. And what, what tell us about the Elevate series. What, what is that exactly? Yeah. The Elevate series is the name and brand for our collection of, of events where engineering and product leaders can share advice on how to tackle different management topics, like how to source and hire candidates how to build diverse teams, how to gain respect as a new manager, and even how to help your direct reports grow their career. And then later this summer, we're going to be hosting a leadership conference to help attendees become a manager that people love working with and working for. Very cool. And is it local ambassadors? Is it, are you running these yourselves? Like who's executing the local Elevate program series or other events? Yeah, right now the events are very handmade. So we're based in San Francisco, but we fly out to all the different cities we host events in. So we were just in New York and Austin, for example. And we definitely want to scale this though. You know, we want to, you know, right now we're actively identifying engineering and product managers who want to be local ambassadors. And we want to supply them with a playbook so that they can execute the events themselves so that we don't necessarily have to fly out to an every time. When you go back to you know, the CEO or other people inside the company, senior people in the company, how do you justify this program? What is the ROI? What is, what is the, you know, return on the investment for the company with these programs that, that people acknowledge or care about or, or appreciate? It's interesting because it's an opportunity to activate our digital community when we throw events and build a brand. And what I mean is, so we have 400 mentors and our events are a chance for our mentors to be in front of a live audience and share their wisdom. So that helps strengthen our relationship with our mentors and give them a nice perk to be part of our mentor network. And then we justify these events because, well, you know, we're a small startup and you know, we wanna be known as a thought leader. And when people think of, hey, how do I develop my, my people management skills, my soft skills, we want them to think of Plato immediately. So for us, you know, building community and creating events and, and throwing events is really, it's all about the long game. And, in creating relationships, creating trust. And ultimately, it's all about delivering great content and facilitating great interactions because that's what's going to result in people loving our brand. Do you have any like metrics or any data that you've seen around people that are either engaging in the digital community or the real-life C2C community that they're more engaged with the product or they're contributing in some unique way or anything like that? Like, Is there sort of... Like, and maybe some of this is 
you know, done it from a, you know, inside of some marketing platform, something, and maybe some of it's just what you're seeing or what you're hearing or, you know, the, the, the sort of the wins that come out of, of these programs with individuals, but like, just generally like, like, does this increase engagement inside of the core product? Does it increase NPS? Does it, you know, does it, do they spend more money if they're coming to the events or participating in the digital community? Like, have you seen any of those things? Yeah. For the digital community, we gather feedback from every video call that a member has with a mentor. And luckily the average rating for the calls are very high. Plus we get lots of qualitative feedback from members about exactly what they learned and even how they're planning to apply it in the workplace. And then at our events, we're beginning to gather NPS scores about uh, the event experience. And then we're also getting qualitative feedback from attendees about what they've learned from the panel discussions and breakout sessions. Plus, we also track our attendance count. So luckily, the attendance is growing across all the different cities that we're hosting events in. You're also, as if you have uh, apparently a lot of extra free time, you're also involved in a really amazing community called Daybreaker. Tell us about what that is and what's the mission behind that. Yeah, so Daybreaker, it's a sober morning dance party, typically before people go to work. And it was founded about five years ago in New York City by two friends, Radha Agrawal and Matt Brimer. And I've been hosting it for many years in San Francisco. We host it across the country. And now we have hundreds of thousands of members across the world. Okay, so do you always host them on a certain day of the week or is it's always in the morning, I guess, is that right? Yeah, generally they're in the morning before people go to the office and they'll be on a Wednesday or a Friday, you know, before 9 a.m. or even on a Saturday to kick off your weekend from roughly like 9 a.m. to noon. And then we also host sober evening parties. So we just had one at Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. We had 700 people on a Friday evening from like 7 o'clock p.m. to 10 p.m. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so they start at what time? Yeah, they start at 6 a.m. on a weekday. So we'll have 100 people coming for yoga at 6 a.m. And then we'll have another 500 people joining around 7 a.m., and we do a lot of them on a boat. So imagine a Friday morning boat party. Wow. And so people dance and like, I mean, they're, are they going hard? Like, I mean, I'm watching some of the videos at daybreaker.com and I'm seeing like people going pretty, pretty hard. Like, is that normal? Like, I mean, is it, is it dance? It's like, I don't know, electronic dance music or is it hip hop or like what kind of music is it? Yeah, the music is generally, you know, funky, upbeat, positive house music. And then we'll have live musicians like a sax player improvising on top of the DJ's music. And yeah, there's no alcohol. There's no substances. Everyone is just having a good time, you know, being present. And it's almost like the vibe of a Saturday night party, like a really great Saturday night party. But yet it's on a Friday morning. And yeah, I think there's something special about that. You know, people really feel connected to the other you know, people on the dance floor. You can see everyone's faces. And it's a really unique, really magical experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And and so people like they come and then they just go straight to work or do they go home and shower or like if I'm attending one of these, like I come, I do, I do yoga and then I dance and then what, I go home and shower and then I go to work? Yeah, luckily we have a wide spectrum of individuals who come to Daybreaker. So we'll have people who, who have a day job, like a 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. job. They might bring an extra pair of clothes or some extra deodorant, you know, after they're partying, you know, for when they, before when they go to work. We also have lots of freelancers, so people who have more flexible schedules. So yeah, I think we're lucky that we have a diverse community. And even the age 
diversity, you know, you can definitely see that on the dance floor. This sort of combines one thing that I'm very familiar with and another thing I'm not, and that is that I don't drink. And then the other part is that I also don't wake up early. So this would be part of me is saying like, this is something I, you know, could really get into. And the other part of me is saying, you know, just stay in bed. And so, but it's really, it's, it's sort of one of these ideas that is not, it's not like you probably tell it to a lot of people before you launch the first one. And it's like, Hey, this is my idea. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That's like, I don't know if that's going to work very well for you, but it does. I mean, it's like, and people seem to love it. It's in dozens of cities and, and it's, uh, it's all over the world. And I mean, it's, it seems like it's got a, this really passionate, vibrant, you know, interesting group that's getting together and working out and dancing and hanging out and, and doing it all while sober. It's really, really clever. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think for any experience creator, anyone who's building a brand or a product, it's all about how do you create something that truly stands out? You know, when someone hears about this, this brand, this, this concept, you want them to stop. You want them to ask questions. You want them to be curious. You want to grab their attention. And it's not easy. And when we launched Daybreaker, a lot of people thought no one would ever come to a, a sober dance party at like 7 a.m. in the morning. That's crazy. That's what people told us. And it's all about persevering. It's all about experimenting, iterating, and keeping track of the lessons you've learned. And it's also, I think, you know, all about taking something that's mundane and routine and putting a fun twist to it, a kind of playful twist to it. Mustafa, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. Again, that's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod. Pod.